free agency is starting to wind down in terms of fantasy football players that we care about, but there are a few guys left that I want to discuss. You're listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's talk about it. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot go with them. Can't do it. Play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I am your host, Neil Maligno, and we are starting to wind down to the last players that are really going to matter in fantasy and dynasty football. Not that free agency will not continue because obviously players will continue to be signed. They're going to be mostly defensive players, linemen, you know, stuff like that. But as far as players that we care from a fantasy football perspective, they're going to be, you know, few and far between here. So I want to cover, there's a few names, there's probably like hmm, three or four names that I want to hit on in this episode, uh, just because I feel like they, they do matter, whether it's a, you know, depth flex perspective or if they're going to be starters, you know, so let's go ahead and jump into that. After this, you can imagine that most of the conversations across the fantasy community and most of the content you're seeing, you're already seeing it. Obviously, you see it all the time, but uh, it's going to be geared towards the NFL draft. So this may be one of the last free agency episodes that we do. It may be the last free agency episode that we do. We'll see with uh, who's left and if there's anything else that comes out that's, uh, you know, that's intriguing. Let's start with the Falcons. The Falcons signed running back Mike Davis. And you're thinking, Mike Davis, like, do you, is this really, uh, you know, something we should be talking about? It absolutely is. If you think about it, the Falcons really don't have a running back that anybody loves that, you know, I don't even know if the, if the Falcons themselves are in love with any of their current running backs as like the starter, as the guy. So Mike Davis comes in, which Mike Davis was an interesting name coming into free agency. I was curious where he was going to land, um, you know, because because of this one fact, right? He, he's always been a guy who people have had high expectations for. Uh, it, it felt like whenever he bounced to a different team, you know, there, there was this, you know, this feeling that he was going to be more than what he was. Well, last year he did that because he's coming into the Falcons, you know, filling in for CMC for Christian McCaffrey while he was dealing with all these injuries last year. I don't know if you could have a better line on a resume than that. Like I was a running back one filling in for potentially arguably the best running back in the entire NFL. It don't, I mean, it don't look, it, it don't get prettier than that. <laughs> so Mike Davis, you know, the resume looks good for last season. It looks, you know, maybe some of that potential was starting to be realized and starting to be seen. And, you know, we all, we all know what he did. We all know what he accomplished. We all know the numbers that he produced. And the, the question is this, right? He wasn't the Panthers starting running back. He was only the running back because of the injuries. So are the Falcons really going to go into give this, you know, are they, are they really going to give him the role in that sense? Now I, I have a feeling that, you know, this will be a committee in Atlanta. I don't think there's going to be a Derrick Henry type situation happening here, but Regardless, we know that doesn't, you know, the Derrick Henry type situations aren't required to have a an elite, you know, not an elite back, but a uh, productive running back in fantasy. And being that running backs can be very hit or miss and there's lots of injuries and there's guys who fall off and then there's guys who are good for a week and then they're not and then they're good and they're not. 
um, you know, having a guy who is consistent uh, at a decent level is important. So Mike Davis is, you know, a sleeper of sorts in terms of where he gets drafted. He's going to be a really good value potentially. The, the, the big thing that you're going to have to think about right now is will the Falcons draft a running back? Most certainly they, they will. Uh, just just looking at their you know their running back depth chart, you have to assume that this isn't it. You know the current players that they had, and you know throwing Mike Davis into it. I don't think they'd be you know crazy enough to do that. I don't think it would be right you know for the team to just kind of roll with that. They have to at least you know address this position in in the draft, knowing that they're going to address it in the draft. Now you have to ask yourself, well, how right? Like how early are they going to address? running back in the draft because that's what really matters here. How much draft capital are they going to put into this? Who are they going to get? If they get a guy like Najee Harris, you know, or, or one of the top backs, that cannot be ignored, especially Harris. Like, that's the one guy that we cannot ignore that. So if Harris gets drafted, he's the starter. Mike Davis, welcome back to, you know, straight backup land. And uh, that's where you'll, you'll kind of, you know, pl- play here. But if it's not Harris, and say it's like a later running back, it's not to say that a later running back isn't good enough to take the job or to, you know, to be be talented enough to do so. It's just that the draft capital, if it's if it's late in the draft, they're not as, you know, fixated and determined to make that guy the starter and give him, you know, the bulk of the carries. If if it's a late drafted running back, then Mike Davis is super important here for fantasy purposes, not to be ignored at all. If it's a Harris, then I'm not saying ignore Mike Davis. Um, because a lot of you know Christian McCaffrey owners did that last year and were burned for ignoring him, but he's definitely you know still going to have you know potentially flex you know worthy worthiness. <laughs> so Mike Davis, interest in signing, good spot for him, as good as it really can be, depending on who they draft, and uh, you know he will be a guy that I will have rostered just to see how this plays out and if he becomes you know, at least flex worthy at some points next year, even if they draft an early running back like Harris. Um, and if not, things get real interesting for Mike Davis. Again, one of those guys that you keep on your team, it doesn't hurt you. He doesn't take up space. Um, there's value there one way or the other. And, or you trade him to someone who's really anxious and thinks that, you know, the team is going to give him more of an opportunity. Uh, or even if they draft a running back, that it won't be someone as early as Harris and that, you know, Davis will have more opportunities than people think. We'll see. Moving along, though, I do have one of my favorite players, Josh Reynolds, wide receiver, formerly of the Rams, signed with the Titans. Now, you guys know I love Josh Reynolds. Longtime listeners know, last year's listeners know that I'm a fan of Josh Reynolds. Um, Again, another guy that I had picked often for, you know, flex, not so obvious flex locks of the week last season. Uh, A guy that I, I rostered on many teams. Dynasty teams across, you know, across different uh, teams last year. I'm, I'm a fan of Josh Reynolds. Uh, he he had one of his best years last year. He was getting more and more opportunities. He he turns those opportunities into production. This is a sneaky one because it's it's. I feel like personally, it's a better situation than he had with the Rams in terms of wide receiver competition. You know, Corey Davis is gone, so it's really him and AJ Brown right now. The Titans are a run-heavy team. Obviously, that's not good. That's not a good, favorable thing. But, you know, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown had nearly 100 targets each. A.J. Brown was a little over. Uh, they had over around 1,000 yards each. A.J. Brown was a little over. Corey Davis a little under. Um, Davis had five touchdowns last year. Uh, A.J. Brown had 11. So, Reynolds can eat in this offense. Don't get it twisted that 
this offense only supports one wide receiver. It's not true. It's just an offense that we know for a fact is run heavy. We know for a fact it's the Derrick Henry show. We just know that's how they roll. But at the same time, that leaves opportunities for the wide receivers because teams have to put eight in the box. Teams have to focus on Derrick Henry, make him the focus of the of, you know the defensive attack on the offense. Um, and so that gives guys a better opportunity at other positions. We know that they had Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, so these are big wide receiver targets. The Titans are you know, built for that. Tannehill is a, is, has become a very good quarterback uh, after being held back for many years in Miami. And so Josh Reynolds has an opportunity here. It just is what it is. He really does. They may draft another wide receiver if they do, especially if it's early, things get weird. And I won't be as excited about a Josh Reynolds. But as of right now, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about the stocks that I have of him right now. Um, I will try to acquire him if I don't have him in leagues. Because, again, I think he's a sneaky one to grab. He, this is one of those guys that in your fantasy league, if you need some wide receiver depth, you're like, man, my wide receiver you know, two ain't that great. Or my wide receiver three ain't that great. Who am I really going to flex? I don't really have any flex-worthy guys. Oh, man, Dynasty, I don't have any draft picks, so I can't really grab any of the wide receivers. Josh Reynolds is one of those guys you you do go get. You go get because no one is, like, you know, parading around that they have Josh Reynolds. They're not, a, like, he's not a super flashy or exciting uh, guy. He didn't, like, you know, burst onto the scene last year and crush it. He's a guy that you should be able to get at a decent value still. So Josh Reynolds is a guy I'm buying. I'm going after him. Um, I feel good about that. His his value will be, you know will be at a decent price right now, and I think you go get him, go get him because this offense can support it. Everyone looks at it as run heavy, which it is, one of the top rush offenses in the, in this in the entire league. It doesn't mean that they can't support, you know, a wide receiver, you know, even if it's you know AJ Brown one week, Josh Reynolds has a good week, AJ Brown a couple more weeks, AJ Josh Reynolds sneaks in for another you know a week as the best wide receiver that week. Who knows? Big target can catch touchdowns in the red zone. The opportunity is going to be there. So all I'm saying is get them on your team. Get them on your team. Don't get crazy, you know, but get them on your team. The last thing that I wanted to speak about today or last players I wanted to talk about were two quarterbacks, actually, two backup quarterbacks. And, you know, why are we talking about backup quarterbacks? Because I'm in super flex leagues. That's where my mind is at. That's where I'm focused at. And I know not all the listeners are playing super flex leagues. If you're not, I highly suggest you get involved in at least one of them. You know, test the waters, get your foot feet wet, get your toes wet, and you're gonna fall in love with it. It's one of those things where you may be, you know, questionable about it now. You may not think, ah, maybe it's too much for me, or you know, maybe it's you know, I'm nothing I've really prepared for. But we talk about super flex on here all the time. So if you're listening to the Cloud Dodgers podcast, we'll have you prepared. You don't even gotta worry about it. Go try it. Um, but I think about this also mostly for only super flex because in regular standard leagues, PPR leagues, whatever it is, uh, where it's not a super flex, where there's not two quarterbacks starting in those leagues, I don't get too crazy about the quarterbacks. You guys know, I have no issue drafting quarterbacks late. I'm not the early quarterback kind of guy. It's not my thing. I understand if it is your thing, that's fine. Um, I'd rather find value elsewhere. It's too volatile for me. Um, The guy who was the best quarterback last year could be the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth best the next season. It's just not my thing. So I do tend to draft quarterbacks late. I'm a late quarterback kind of guy. Um, and so, you know, in those leagues, I don't, you're not ever going to care about a Marcus Mariota or a Joe Flacco because you're never going to have to use them. The league's just not deep enough in terms of quarterbacks to ever have to worry about it. You know, e- even if 
the starters were to get hurt, you probably still wouldn't need these guys. It's that kind of situation in those leagues. But in Superflex, it's a different ball game. And in those leagues, the Superflex League, Marcus Mariota and Joe Flacco should be on rosters. No question. They deserve to be drafted. If they're, you know, if you're in a startup draft for Superflex, if someone's rostering these guys, you can go acquire them for the cheap because they're backups to everybody. Um, but in Superflex, you know, it's gonna be a little more difficult just because of the fact that that team who who who's rostering them now knows that hey, if Derek Carr gets injured or Jalen Hurts gets injured. These guys are the ones that are going to step in. I'm, you know, I'm more excited about Marcus Mariota rather than Joe Flacco. I'm not a Joe Flacco fan. Even if Jalen Hurts was to get hurt, I really wouldn't want Joe Flacco. I would hope that I have a better option. But Marcus Mariota is more exciting to me because when Derek Carr got injured and Mariota played that game, he looked good. He looked good. Was he perfect? No. But he looked good. He brought a totally different, you know, uh, ability to the offense a totally different attack to the offense and i liked it so i'm not going to ignore either one of these guys but marcus mariota would be more of my focus is at if you're in a super flex league if you're not in a super flex league don't even worry about it um this is for super flexors but out of, outside of injury neither one of these guys see the field so this is nothing where you're gonna be like hey i'm gonna you know throw a starter to get mariota nah it's not that kind of game mariota is a qb i like the other thing about Dynasty, you think about with these guys, not with Flacco, but again, Mariota, he's a free agent next season. Which in Dynasty Leagues, I wouldn't ignore it. I really, it may sound crazy, but I don't think Mariota's a bad quarterback. I think he gets another chance. I do. And I think he could have got another chance this season if the, you know if he wasn't staying with the Raiders. Like, he's better than Andy Dalton. I think he is. I believe he is. And I believe a team, if they're going to sign any Daltons and some of these other guys that are going to sign, they would start a Mar- Marcus Mariota. He, he, he would fight his way to the job. Trust me. Trust me. So if you're in Dynasty, he's not a bad guy to have, even outside of the backup quarterback thing. He's a free agent next season. He's not going to be behind Carr for long. So he's not a, he's not a bad move. Bad. He's not a bad strategy. You could do worse things with your team. You could do worse things. There's other things you could be doing that are way worse. And this is just to stay active in the offseason. Keep your team fresh. Keep moving pieces around. These are these are the kind of places you look. You look for the Mike Davises. You look for the Josh Reynolds. You look for the Marcus Mariotas. Those are the moves that are easy to make, you know, in the offseason. While, while people are sleeping behind the wheel. Or while people aren't excited about them because they're thinking about the players that are coming into the draft, the rookies. Or they're thinking about the free agent, you know, stud star that just signed somewhere get them follow on social media at clock dodgers twitter instagram subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed and as always be kind be great keep dodging